0: This is an ABC podcast. First up today, let's talk about water.
1: That precious resource, hey? Today on the Country Hour, we can tell you that the NT government has released its draft plan for taking surface water in the Northern Territory during the wet season months. So taking water from Territory rivers, creeks, and streams. This plan has already had a lot of input from major groups such as NT Farmers Association, the Environment Centre NT, the Amateur Fishermen's Association and the Northern Land Council and now it is open for public comment. Amy Dysart is the Territory's Executive Director of Water Resources. Amy, why does the Territory even need a policy like this one?
0: The surface water take wet season flow policy is required because our current utilisation of water has mainly been focused during the dry season, but we know as the Territory starts to grow and develop that people are going to start to want to use the water during the wet season as well. So this policy sets um, particular rules for taking the water during that wet season period.
1: And so what are the rules when it comes to taking surface water during the wet season?
0: Yeah, so we've done two things um, for this policy. We acknowledge that we have a number of catchments across the, the top end of the Territory. In fact, we have 30 of them. So we do know that there's a variability of understanding and information across each of those catchments. Some areas like the daily, we have a lot of information, so we can use science and data to inform decision making. In some other smaller catchments, which are further away, we know we don't have that. So we have also set some contingent allocations. Those contingent allocations reduce the amount of water that is currently available under policy. Under policy at the moment, you could take 20% of those flows. For this wet season period, we would like to reduce that as a starting point for development to five percent of those flows.
1: Right. So does that mean the old eighty twenty rule is dead?
0: The eighty twenty rule still applies, but specifically if you're looking at taking water during the wet season, a five percent contingent rule applies. Right. So it's a so ninety five five
1: policy when it comes to wet season flows. Yes. And is that standard across all rivers and, and streams?
0: Yes, so we know across those 30 catchments, um, we'll be setting the the total amount of water that can be taken from each of those catchments. So that allows us to set a limit at the mouth of each catchment. So that's upstream of the tidal influences for some of those systems where we have, um, you know, the tide pushes up into the river system. We set a limit and that ensures that we take into account all of the water take that occurs in that catchment area, both during the dry season, which is existing, and then people who may want to come in and take water during the wet season under this policy.
1: So what would you say to those who say this policy is opening up the Northern Territory to floodplain harvesting and taking important wet season flows?
0: That is definitely not the case. What we've done here with this policy is we've ensured unlike other jurisdictions in Australia, that we are taking a whole of catchment approach to identifying how much water can be taken out. In the wet season, we're setting that limit based on the science for that system and or based on this contingent rule of 5%. There is still, as you talked about before, the 80-20 rule, which means in that catchment area, you know, people can also take water out of that system that's not connected to the river um, through the surface water um, licenses and that 20% of that water is available. So all of those things ensure that our whole catchment has that right balance between ensuring the majority of the water is retained for ecological functions and supporting our beautiful lifestyles that we have here in the territory and still making you know water available to support development as well
1: companies have been able to take wet season flows before yes is that correct yes yes but have we seen thing, much have we seen much uptake of that
0: no look i mean i think that's just practical while it's raining people you know don't bother you know getting more water you don't need it mm. um but we know and and perhaps with some of that variability in climate going forward that we need to um consider how we can utilize um that water during the wet season that does you know, um, for, and this policy just gives us some very clear parameters in which that should happen.
1: So could this policy now lead to an influx in companies wanting to build on-farm dams to store the water pumped during those wet season months?
0: Well... Not really, because we've actually reduced the amount of water that's available to do that. So they've kind of missed the boat. If they wanted to do it now, they could have done it up to 20% of the flow and now they'll only be able to take 5% of the flow. Right. But we do know that there's But that's a, what
1: would be required, wouldn't it? You need yes. to store the water if you take it during the wet season.
0: Yes, and that's why we have included with this policy um, the Interference with a Waterwide Guideline So that makes sure that we have both the information on the flows and water take through the surface water licence, but also about the infrastructure that will be considered in that process as well.
1: So this is about tightening up a bit of a loophole that was maybe there within the Water Act?
0: Not a loophole so much. I think just an indication of where we're at in the development of the territory. While it's been raining, we haven't used the water. We know we will. people will want to use the water during the wet season and we've set the policy settings to ensure that we do that in an appropriate way.
1: If someone gets their hands on a wet season water licence, say for five gigalitres a year, what happens if there's a string of bad wet seasons, Amy?
0: Yes, so in a, bit, in a bad wet season or when those flows are really low, they will not be able to take the water. So we do that through a number of ways. Um, There will be some licence conditions for people taking water at this time of the year that will say, if the flows don't reach certain thresholds, then you'll be unable to take the water. And as you know, also we have those additional provisions of the annual announced allocations um, process um, that we could apply as well. So we have two two levels of protection.
1: And, And just to clarify, I know it was in an ABC report the other day that this plan allows for floodplain harvesting for the first time. Is that accurate?
0: No, that is not accurate. As you know, people can apply for surface water licences now and we've never made a distinction between the wet season to the dry season. This policy now clearly um, puts direction around what is considered about taking water out, and it also provides certainty for people about how this will occur.
1: That is Amy Dysart, who is the Territory's Executive Director of Water Resources. If you're tuning in, this is the Country Hour. We're talking about water this lunchtime because the government's draft plan for taking surface water in the Northern Territory has been made public today. So the public comment period is open. It ends on the 9th of January. David Chiravalo is the chief executive of the Amateur Fishermen's Association and was actually on the steering committee for this draft surface water plan. Uh, David, your thoughts? Does the plan get the balance right?
2: Well, Matt... The surface water harvest is so important to recreational fishers because we know that it's the wet season that drives the Barramundi fishery and uh, so many other of our fisheries. So having a plan that sets out a very precautionary 5% of wet season water take uh, is very welcome and it's a significant reduction from the default 20% of where it was before this uh, policy was introduced.
1: Can we use the Daly River as an example David, what would this policy mean for the daily?
2: Well, so at the moment, we just have the eighty twenty rule, which means if somebody wanted to apply to take water, even in the wet season, they could apply to take up to 20% of the water or collectively 20% of the water. The, the new policy sets that limit in the wet season down at 5%. It's much more precautionary, and it's in line with the reports from around the world that say when you're looking at taking uh, or interrupting the flow of a river uh, at 5%, that's when you might start to notice ecological impact. So it's a very precautionary approach and a vast improvement from the 20% that was previously going to be allowed.
1: So that seems a big reduction. Have you got a sense on on how many gigalitres less that is?
2: Well, uh, not so much in, in gigalitres, Matt, but certainly proportionally, it's it's significantly less, um, and that's and that's very important because we we have uh, a lot of uh, you know very important ecosystems that rely on our wet season flows. Uh, we don't have information for most of these catchments uh, in terms of the ecological values that rely on the wet season inflows, um, and making sure that we are not harvesting too much water, uh, is a really good way to uh, set our policy settings. It it provides more certainty for industry because having a more precautionary level means that the water that is allocated is far more likely to be available and it's much better for the environment because it means that we're not taking levels of water where we're likely to see impacts on the environment.
1: We've just heard from Amy Dysart who says this policy sets up future needs for industry. Do you have any concerns about companies wanting to to build dams to store wet season flows?
2: Look, absolutely, we, we do. Of course, we do. We've that's why we've we've always asked before every election for commitments to make sure that there won't be any dams on our iconic rivers, and we've been receiving bipartisan commitments on that. Uh, and that's why we've been uh, working really hard behind the scenes, providing advice to government to get the settings right to make them more conservative than they were. Uh, harvesting twenty percent of wet season water would be a huge amount of water, and if you don't have uh, science telling you that that's okay, and I don't think you'd find science telling you that it is okay, it's important to be conservative. And this policy is much more conservative than the current setting.
1: But on on dams, I guess we're talking about companies wanting to build on-farm dams to store that that flood water. Any concerns in that area? Of course.
2: So any, any dams need to be regulated uh, and the total flow into the catchment needs to be accounted for. But even when you build a dam, even if you do have a situation where uh, the amount of water that's been allocated uh, is sustainable, you can still have interruptions to habitat connectivity and interruptions to uh, the ecosystem. And so it is really important to manage the overall footprint and uh, to make sure there are a whole range of settings that manage and get that right. This policy takes a very important step in that direction. Uh, it also does address uh, with the need to apply for uh, specific permits to um, interrupt um, catchments but there is also legacy issues in the Northern Territory and, and they will need to be addressed over time as well to make sure that we have policy settings that are comprehensive.
1: I've already seen a few lines around this opening up the floodgates for floodplain harvesting in the Northern Territory? As someone who's been involved in the process, what would you say to that?
3: Well,
2: Matt, I have to say it's been very disappointing uh, the amount of misinformation that's been put out there by certain activists. There's been people comparing the Northern Territory to the Murray-Darling, and that's really disingenuous. And it's to be honest with you, quite insulting to people like myself and other industry advocates or other uh, environmental advocates have been working really hard behind the scenes to make sure that we never end up in that space. Um, it, to be honest with you, never looked like we would head up, head to that space and having a limit set at 5% as a contingency ensures that we won't be another Murray-Darling Basin, that we have learnt from the mistakes of the past uh, and that we can chart a future in the Northern Territory that, yes, uh, can provide certainty for business, but does it in a way that is much more environmentally uh, sensitive and much more sensible and in line with the expectations of our community that values our natural environment.
1: Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Matt. Dave Chiravalo is the Chief Executive of the Amateur Fishermen's Association of the Northern Territory, AFANT, and we are talking about the NT Government's long awaited draft plan for taking surface water in the Northern Territory during the wet season months. I'm told this plan will be up on the Have Your Say NT homepage very soon. It'll be there very soon. That magic number of 5%, it's based on poorer wet seasons. So the data that goes back decades and decades, the 5% is for the lower end, the low 25% end. So not the biggest wet seasons of all time, 5% is actually from the lower end of that scale. Uh, we're joined this afternoon by Ian Baker, who's been involved in NT horticulture for decades. Uh, uh, what's your take on this draft plan that's out, Ian, and, and what it might mean for farmers?
3: Well, it's absolutely essential that we have a good regulatory policy in place before we start using this water. Because if we let, the, the problem in the MDB was when develop, development happened a long way ahead of the water regulatory system. And so now we're in a bad situation in the MDB where farmers are losing their livelihood because we've got to put water back into the environment. So we've been arguing for some time that we must have a good water regulatory system in place before development happens. Um, and we have strong supporters of a good water regulatory system. And, and I think um, this is a, a good start to getting things happening.
1: Is there much demand out there to take wet season flows?
3: So at the moment, there's none um but there's definitely a lot of interest everybody knows what the wet season flow is and definitely uh and it's it's definitely there's pressure from cotton for sure at some point in the future there will be the other one that i think that there's pressure for that's happening in wa a lot is uh irrigated fodder now irrigated fodder uses a lot more water than irrigated cotton because you're irrigating it all year round so there will be coming into the future not just for cotton but for other things as well. And the cheapest irrigation system is to collect some, um, some water on your property and furrow irrigate it on a black soil. The most expensive system is put a bore down and use the groundwater and have a pivot. That's a very expensive system. Right. Um, so So using surface water... Is probably the best economic system for some of these broad acre irrigated crops like cotton grains and and definitely irrigated fodder. I think it's interesting at WA how much move there is to feeding growing feed to feed cattle.
1: So do we have any examples in the church at the moment of storing <coughs> wet season flows in a on farm dam?
3: There's only two that I know of. There is um, a one at, on the Adelaide River, a very small dam, um, growing a little bit of uh, rice, yep. you know, Bruce White, mm-hmm. down there. And the other one is on Lejeune Station. So they've had quite a sizable dam there for some years, but they've actually never used it for irrigation. So they're really, the for irrigated agriculture, they're the only two that I know of. However, um, I'm sure there'll be pressure in the future, and it's very important we get this water policy right before people start developing.
1: 5% the right number, do you think?
3: A good start. Um, you got to remember, we're taking 5% of a very, very, very large number. So wet season flows are much, 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 much bigger than dry season flows using groundwater. Um, so, yeah, I think 5% is a good start. One of the things with any policy is we've got to remember, we never get it right at the start. We've got to make a start and then review it as we go. But, yeah, I think 5% is a good start. And as, uh, as David said from the fishermen, you know, we do need to protect the environmental flows first. That's got to be our first priority. And David actually said another thing that's very important security is very important to farmers we can't have a situation in the mdb where we start with some development and then the government says because of pressure or whatever you can't know you've got to stop and you've got to pull up stumps and that's no good for anybody so it's in everybody's interest to get a reasonable get security with some good science and and sustainable water yields uh before we before we start down the development track thanks for your time no worries, Matt. That, See
1: ya. That is Ian Baker, who's been involved in NT horticulture for decades. The draft plan for taking surface water in the Northern Territory, taking water out of those wet season flows, it's now open for public comment.